0: A woohooer! A hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW for void We're prohibited by loss. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: We spent some time yesterday. Yesterday, we talked about uh, Chris Battler, the positives, the negatives, five of each. Today, we're going to do the same thing with Frank Reich talk about his five positives and his five negatives as a head coach. We're also going to talk about it's Optimism Wednesday. It's May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, and may the 4th be with the Colts, the Pacers, the Hoosiers, the Boilers, the Bulldogs. We'll talk about many of those programs and what we can look forward to in 2022-2023 as far as the high watermarks for those programs. All right, this is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, May the 4th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson is a genius. You've got a problem, he's got a solution. You've got plumbing issues, you call Jared and all of a sudden, poof, they're gone. He's a magician, I'm telling you. He will make your do do be done-done. 765-610-8809, the number. Hit subscribe, hit the like button, ring the bell. Let's go, let's talk about sports. And if you got a question, make a donation. We answer the question immediately because capitalism works. Uh, the free market works. All right, uh, Frank Reich. This is not about Frank Reich the man. Frank Reich the man is unimpeachable. Uh, One of the great traits of Frank Reich and his wife uh, embodied in the not-today foundation. And, And that is great work. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about football. All right, so we're not, you know, the philanthropy aside. Let's talk about football. What's good about Frank Reich and what is not so good about Frank Reich. And some of these kind of dovetail into humanity a little bit. However... This all has to do with football. Number five, under Frank Reich, quarterbacks are usually at their best. Carson Wentz, here's the thing about Carson Wentz and car- why Carson Wentz was traded to Washington. Because Carson Wentz played as well as he possibly could have last season, and the Colts went 9-8. and eight. That's a problem for the Colts. It's a problem for Chris Ballard. And that's why Carson Wentz was shipped out because under Frank Reich, he played his best football, both in Philadelphia and here in Indianapolis. Last year was a good year for Carson Wentz. Compared to what he did in 2020, Carson Wentz was money in 2021 and it wasn't good enough. So he had to move on. Now you got Matt Ryan. The year before, Phillip Rivers played his best football over from like the last six years. He went to the playoffs once, and that was really a good year, the year he went to the playoffs. However, in Indianapolis, he was really, really good and and under control, made the right throws, good schemes. Frank Reich was terrific for Phillip Rivers. Jacoby Brissett became a multi, multi, multi-millionaire in large part because of Frank Reich. Frank Reich is a good quarterback coach, and he's going to be really good for Matt Ryan. All right, number four, he resists dogmatic routines. We talked about dogma and physics yesterday in terms of Chris Ballard, not to get all high-minded in management theory, but you've got physics, which you cannot change, like the length and width of the football field. That's physics, the size of the football, although not the inflation, not the PSI of a football. We've seen that that can be changed, thank you, New England Patriots, at any rate. The uh, You got your physics, you got your dogma, and Frank Reich will yield his dogma to help the team win. That is a really, really good thing. Number three, he tries to use his full array of weapons, and this is also a reason that uh, Carson Wentz was traded, because Frank Reich really likes to throw it to a lot, he loves to spread the wealth. This is what he does. Thank you, Gary Moore, I appreciate it. Uh, donation from Gary Moore. what he does, he tries to get the ball to Pittman, to Pascal, to Hilton, and this is the colts of the past, Hilton, uh Doyle, Ally Cox, Taylor, Wright Hines. He likes the wealth to be spread last year, it was Pittman and Pittman and Pittman and Pittman and Pittman, and that's the way it went. Pittman had a fat season. The rest of the team didn't because Wentz locked in on Pittman. And that's not the way Frank Wright's offense works best. Number two, he never sells out a player publicly. As you'll hear in a minute, that can also be a negative. But you you don't want to burn the trust of a talented player by airing uh, dirty laundry in public with the media. And Frank Reich never does it. Frank Reich is always talking about the most positive assessment plausible for all of his players. And and we'll go back to Jacoby Brissett. He, he was asked about how good jo- Jacoby Brissett was. I'm sitting there, and he says, hey, he's the top 15 starting quarterback. That was preposterous. But Frank Reich, you, you felt like, might have believed that. and And that is to Frank Reich's credit that Frank Reich tries to speak things into truth with the media. And what we found, unfortunately, and we'll get into this a little bit, is through the HBO show, through Hard Knocks, what we found is that that's him. That's just the way he works. Uh, we, At least in that show, we did not see a lot of negativity, anger, honesty. Thank you, Edward Johnson. I really appreciate that. Very nice of you. So uh, yeah, uh, to me, honesty is key. To Frank Reich, not burning bridges is key. But not burning bridges is the safe play. And so, in this instance, we list it as a positive. And then number one, 37 and 28 n- minus the postseason. He's 37 and 28, and that's pretty good. You know what? You take that. The first year under Chris Ballard. That was kind of a, we don't have our team in place, Pagano's still here, Pagano goes, Frank Reich comes in, the next four seasons have not been bad. There hadn't been a real clunker among them, despite the fact that Frank has had a different starting quarterback in each of those years, thanks to Chris Ballard. Now, one of those quarterbacks, and we'll talk about that in a second, was Frank Reich's choice, and it didn't work out. All right, the five negatives about Frank Reich. Bad trades. Never honest about players, so no one believes a praise. You know, a praise has got to be countered by occasional criticism, or you don't buy any of it. And, And so over time, you're like, oh, here's this Pollyannic knucklehead trying to sell us a bill of goods on a player, and we know he doesn't believe this, because we never hear the bad. If you don't hear the bad occasionally, you're never going to trust the good. That's good for fans, it's good for media, it's good for everybody right? I, I mean, it's true by being good, not positive. You, you've got to come with something that's a little bit negative. Do it with former players. Come out and say, you know, Carson Wentz was not what we had hoped. He he was terrible. And and we needed to get rid of his ass in order to win football games. That would have been nice to hear. Uh, number four, he never appears to lose his temper. He comes off as fatherly. And that can work for a while, sometimes players need to fear a coach. Fear is a really, really good motivator. Respect is key. You've got to maintain respect, but every once in a while, they need to fear your ass. And that's true for managers in, in large part. People need to understand who the boss is. And with Frank Reich, I think he's so fatherly that it tends to be a detriment to his leadership of his roster. That's a problem. Uh, Number two, he can't win openers. He's 0-4. That's just, that's raw record, right? You got to get your team prepared to play and prepared to win. And if you don't do that, what the hell are you doing? Number two, or number one, he listens to math instead of making decisions about down distance and risk by feeling what the players are doing well, and what the players are doing poorly. It was a strong go. If I hear strong go again from Frank Reich, my head's going to explode right off my neck. I can't have it. You got the two MIA or, uh, MIT knuckleheads up in the press box, uh, fourth and two from the 34 with 952 left. It's a strong go, so you don't take the three. The Colts May have punted away their season, not literally, but punted away their season by going for it against the Titans instead of kicking the field goal. That was a mistake. Could have gone up, I think, 17-0 at that point. All of a sudden, it's three scores. you got to feel the game a little bit as you assess the math, and maybe as you have guys assess the math. And if you can't do it yourself, maybe it's time to give up the play calling and become the game manager with a true offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator doing their jobs and calling the offenses and defenses. All right, so there's your Frank Wright. Now let's talk. It's Optimism Wednesday. It's May the Fourth. Be with you. So let's be positive, right? About uh, everybody. Let's talk about everybody. All right. Who's your bat? We'll start with Hoosier basketball. We'll get back to the Colts. Who's your basketball? Here is the high water mark for Hoosier basketball that the defense and physicality bring IU all the way back. They win the Big Ten. This can be done. They win the Big Ten. They got the deepest team in the Big Ten. I think they have the best defensive team in the Big Ten. And they've got the best recruiting class, or second best recruiting class, now behind Ohio State in the Big Ten. So there's no reason for this team not to be successful. So I believe it's going to be successful, especially on this Optimism Wednesday the, and they win the Big Ten, and then the first two games of the NCAA tournament to go to the Sweet 16. Now, could they win another game and go to the Elite Eight? Yes, they could. Could they go to the Final Four? Of course they could. I don't think they have the talent to do that. They got uh, Malik Renault, notwithstanding, because we haven't seen him play college basketball minute one yet. They got one guy who looks like he projects to play in the NBA, and that's Jordan Geronimo. We'll see... If Jordan Geronimo is good enough to get Indiana deeper into the tournament than the Sweet 16. All right, IU football. IU football takes advantage. It's a good year for the schedule, right? The Big Ten East is always tough, but if you get matched up in the Big Ten West, your three opponents wind up being, you know, one's going to be Purdue, but the other two wind up being like Wisconsin and Iowa. That's trouble. Indiana's got Illinois and Nebraska next year. So if you take the non-conference schedule that includes Idaho and Western Kentucky, you combine it with wins against Illinois and Nebraska, that gives us four, then wins against Maryland and Rutgers, which would be an improvement over last year, and then finally a win in the bucket game over Purdue, you cobble together a 7-5 and five record. Thank you very much, Connor. Here's a question which happens first, IU Elite 8 or Colts Super Bowl appearance, IU Elite 8. It's easier to get to the Elite 8 than the Super Bowl, especially out of the AFC. With the AFC, and we'll get to this in a second, but you're dealing with the Chiefs, the Bills, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Titans. Although the Titans take a step back, this is a really good AFC, and it's really tough to get to the Super Bowl. Indiana can get to the Elite 8 this year. Okay, thank you for the donation. I appreciate that. Um, so Indiana goes five and four in the Big Ten, seven and five overall. Back to bowling in Bloomington. It's just that easy for Tom Allen. If he doesn't go to a bowl this year, he's got that extension through twenty-seven. I don't know what you do with Tom Allen. Paying him off is gonna be really, really expensive. Uh Pacers, they win the draft lottery, they've got a ten and a half or an eleven and a half percent chance of winning the draft lottery, they win that thing, and they take Jaden Ivey number one. The Purdue uh, kind of alum, Purdue program alum, I think that he's uh, another John Morant. You got John Morant, as we saw last night, as Memphis got the win against the Warriors to even their series at one. You got a chance to win games. He can win it all by himself. He was almost to 50 last night. They could not stop him. If you got a guy like that, you can win, not just in the regular season, but in the playoffs too. Jaden Ivey is the pick. I don't care about Chet Holmgren, uh, Paulo Banchero, fine. You know, if you take him, I see why. But I think Jaden Ivey's the pick. I think he's the best prospect in the draft. Uh, That is the best case scenario for the Pacers. Now the Colts win the AFC South. The Titans took a step back. You can get that done. Uh, the Colts, oh, thank you very much. The call-in, we'll have a call-in show this Saturday. Really looking forward to that. We'll do that. We'll have YouTube prior and then a call-in show, and we'll have a great time chopping it up. You ask questions, I'll ask questions of you, we'll go haywire. Uh, download the call-in app, do it today. Um, once the Colts get in the tournament, they need to find a way to be able to beat those teams that I mentioned before. Jeff Shepard with another question, do you think the Jags will be more of a threat in the AFC South? then Tennessee will be to us. No. No. I don't think the Jaguars are ready to win. That's going to take some time. It's going to take time to build that program back, regardless of the number one overall draft picks that the Jaguars have had. You, You know, you saw the Colts one year, they had the first and the second overall pick. They took Steve Entman and Quentin Corriott. That program went nothing, nowhere because of those two picks. I don't know that Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to get it done down in Jacksonville. Um, you got the Bills, the Chiefs, Chargers, Ravens, Bengals, and Patriots. Like I mentioned before, that is a tough road to hoe in the playoffs. So I'm not projecting Super Bowl for these Colts. Could They could get there. All right? That's a possibility. But it's not a likelihood because you're going up against teams that have taken steps forward without... Uh, and, and from a kind of a closer proximity to the top of the heap than the Colts. Bills are really, really good. They were really good last year. Chiefs, I don't think they took a step back. I don't think they're going to miss Tyreek Hill a lot. I think Andy Reid's really smart. Uh, Bengals, they tried to put together an offensive line. I think that they were a fluke last year. I think the Chargers got better, and the Ravens got a lot better. So the AFC is rugged, baby. All right, let's celebrate some birthdays. How about that for positivity? By the way, Butler, I think, is going to be back in the Big East. We'll see what that Mata can do, bring it in some new blood. Uh, and then Purdue, Purdue basketball is going to be the same as it was because that's what it does. Matt Painter has got that thing to its apex, and it's going to stay right there. Uh, Greg Matters, happy birthday. Karina Ortel, happy birthday the great Mike Taylor. Happy birthday, Matt Mott, Michael Picar, and the great Kimmy Houston DeVille. Are you kidding me? Happy birthday to Kimmy. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. You know what? Um, Be good to each other. That's all you got to be. That's the key. Be good to each other. Solve problems in the micro, and then the macro problems aren't so big. Easy. Easy.